0: Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape The voice of the Cape. The Assalamu alaykum Cape. wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is questions and answer forum with myself, Hawa Solomon. As we take you uh, through the next 40 minutes, inshallah, answering your questions with uh, Sheikh Ibrahim Murs. We will be breaking, at least ending, rather, just before our Maghrib Adhan, uh, which is at 18.48 this evening, 6.48 p.m. Let's welcome back uh, Sheikh Ibrahim Murs, the resident Imam at the Yusufia Masjid in Weinberg. Assalamu alaikum.
1: To you, what are you doing today?
0: Very well, Alhamdulillah. Spring is here, so we're making the most of this weather and this beautiful month of uh, the hujjaj being away. And inshallah, um, lots of tears and cries, I'm sure, when they get back as well. But Alhamdulillah, it is a blessed time to be in as well. Sheikh. Let's deal with our first questions via SMS on four seven nine one three. Salam. I am married for over twenty five years, and my mother don't like my wife, and we got three children, which is the only grandchildren. And my mother still talks bad about my wife to the rest of the family. What can I do? In shāAllāh,
1: Bismillāhirrahmanirrahim. Alḥamdu liLlāh ala Salātu wa salāmu ala ašruf al-mursalīn bi Muhammadin wa ala alīhi wa sahbihi ajma'īn. Uh, yeah, this is uh, one of those issues that uh, is very unfortunate in certain families, uh, whereby there's always this uh, disagreements and difficulties between uh, mother-in-law and daughter-in-law and stuff like this. Um, I want to say from the offset, I mean, we, uh, certain people, they go into a marriage already thinking that this is the norm. Mm-hmm. They go into a marriage thinking there's no way that I will be able to deal with my mother-in-law and stuff like that. And I think that is wrong. We should, we should get rid of that kind of uh, stigmas. Um, uh, because we tend to believe it after a while If you go into the marriage like that we, it's tend, okay, yeah. we tend to believe that that is how it should be uh-huh. Okay Now uh, this brother is saying that for 25 years And yes that's a very long time And it's it's very difficult to live like that And it's not a nice thing Where you uh, try your best And uh, maybe your, your, your mother still doesn't see You know what you are seeing um, The point is that uh, This is They're going to happen from time to time and it's it's a very sensitive situation simply because you're dealing not with any person but with your mother, right, who is a very important person in your life as well. So you as the husband and as the son, you need to play that role of facilitating the process all the time. Okay, this is very important. Everything depends on you, how you're going to handle this. And Alhamdulillah, I think in my estimation, you've handled it quite well because you last 25 years. Mm. I mean, 25 years of sabr and patience and so on. Alhamdulillah, that shows that you are a person who's dedicated to see that at least you don't lose respect for your mother and also you carry on to, to give your wife whatever she deserves. And uh, so that is the best we can do. You know, make dua and, and uh, for your mother uh, that Allah changes her heart and and betters her character, etc especially when they become old also it's it's not easy for them uh, just to change like that or just to to do what we would like them to do, okay, but she remains your mother nonetheless. And what I'm saying is if you've uh, been strong for 25 years, you know, having sober and all of that, I suppose, you know, you won't lose out if you just uh, carry on in that way. You know, Mm. although it may sometimes people do say it becomes too much. And, Mm. you know, I've been struggling for so long. I want a way out. Right. Uh, Sometimes there simply isn't a way out. I mean that's it's not a nice answer to give but that mm. is what it is because sometimes people they just see things the way they see it and they, they don't want to change or they don't change we can of course um, try somebody can try to speak to your mother you know if she's at fault uh, maybe she's not even at fault maybe your wife is at fault you mm-hmm. know so you need to speak to her as well and find out but i think your role as a son and as a w- husband is to see that at least you keep the peace you know and you don't try to make one against the other or mm-hmm. take parts or anything like that you have to do the balancing act between all of this, and uh, Inshallah, your reward will be great. I mean, you—you you know, Allah is looking at you, and Allah is thinking, Allah, look at this person. He's going through this, but hes hes, he's holding on there. Mm-hmm. He's not giving up, you know. And that's why you're asking the question. You want further help and advice to—to—to—to to, to, to carry your, uh, you, know, through for the next couple of years as well. So uh, all that I can say, say is remain patient, make lots of du'a, and always show the best of character. You know, show prophetic character to your mother and to your wife. You can never lose out you can never go wrong i mean good character can only result in good behavior from the other side even if it takes a long time you know the the prophet like i said in many shows before the prophet was tested in all these different ways but he became even more compassionate. He became even more merciful towards his enemies and to those people who disliked him and those people who did all, all sorts of things towards him. Mm. And I believe this is a character that we, we need to work on all the time. And yes, it's it's not an easy thing. I'm not saying that it's, 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 it's just something to do like that. It's something that you need to work on and that you need to be committed to but inshallah i'm sure and also another thing is people can see the truth people mm. around you you know often people know what what is happening if it's your mother that is at fault people will know you know this is a good man he's mm. trying his best but his mother is being difficult and if it's your wife people also know no but she's a difficult person mm. you know so don't worry about that the people know around you know what is happening and i think for the sake of your children now remember, children are also growing up they are also going to become adults. The best thing you can do is to be an example to them you know mm. don 't show them that if my mother does something to my wife and I can also retaliate, mm. how is the children going to grow up they 're going to grow up thinking that that is how we settle things that is how we do things you know with our own parents even uh, so we wouldn 't wish that for you when you become one day old you know when you are old and your your children becomes married and stuff like that we wouldn't like that same thing to come back to you but if you show good character you are setting a good example inshallah if you are sincere enough and you make enough dua and you you know do as much good as you can i'm sure allah will 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 create for you eventually a way out of this where you will find some kind of contentment in the way that you are handling yourself and I must say, I, I admire a person like this that mm. for 25 years. I've hold I was on. going to say
0: the same and thing. It's yeah. something
1: that really we, we can we can admire and that we can really uh, comment, uh, give a good comment about. And we can just make dua that this brother remains uh, steadfast and remains uh, you know, in this position where he wants to do the right thing mm. as far as his wife and his mother is concerned.
0: And we pray that the, the, um, the Essence of this um, question, Answer that Sheikh has given gives him the will To continue um, doing that And all others I think In, um, in a similar situation because it's quite Unique and dy- dynamic to women That you most love and both important In your life
1: Absolutely <laughs> so Alright inshallah, yeah.
0: inshallah. Inshallah. Sheikh uh, this is just a repeat Of a question that we have received before This question has been answered but Sheikh please Allow um, the necessary answer as well alaikum Sheikh my Christian neighbor passed away can i attend his funeral and can i go to the church with a family
1: yeah, I mentioned this not too long ago that it is permissible. Yeah, it is permissible for you to go to, uh, you know, the neighbors and to show your condolences and to actually, you know, show that you you feel sorry for their loss, etc., and to assist them in whatever way you can and and, and bring some kind of solace to them. Uh, that is all something which is recommended, which is good. It shows good uh, humanity. It shows good character. It shows what Islam is really about. Islam is not to 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 sort of distance yourself from others and so on. Um, so th- these are things that are permissible. And as as far as going uh, to where the funeral is, etc., we said that is also allowed, but you should not be prominently where the rituals are taking place. Hmm. So, wherever they are doing their rituals, there you distance yourself from, because you don't want to be part and parcel of whatever things they may be doing, which is not pleasing to Allah and stuff like that. But uh, as far as you are going, I said, even let's say uh, for some reason, now what, what the Christians normally have, they have viewing, viewing of the, of the deceased. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's in the church, you know, it's maybe not at the house. So are you allowed to go? Yes, you're allowed to go. You -hmm. know, you, you view, you know, you pay your respects. But as they proceed then with the actual rituals, you sort of distance yourself and maybe stand at the back or you, know, you don't feature prominently in what they are doing. But other than that, there is no problem for you to go and to attend. This is something which, uh, you know, in fact, in our situation should always be encouraged mm. so that people can see Show, that Islam yeah. is not a deen of isolation. It's mm-hmm. not a deen of showing that, you know, only our own kind is mm. what, what we care for. We care for all people, all, all humanity, all humans, you know, for the mere fact that they are human beings. Uh, that is why we, we try to show to show this particular character.
0: Shukran sheik let's take a break for now and we'll come back with more of your questions after this. My radio station, your radio station, our radio station. 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Assalamu alaykum wa wa barakatuh. Welcome back. This is Questions and Answers where we take your questions. You may SMS it on 47913. Please be patient as we still have a backlog of questions and shukran to you for your patience as we answer your questions. Sheikh, the next one is, Assalamu alaykum. Is it permissible for a strange woman that rents her place to a strange man to say she is his mother, but she kiss him all the time and touch on his chest? The family say that it is wrong. She just showing she's just showing him love love for him okay
1: uh, inshallah she should uh, be showing love in a different, different way. way
0: Make him and, a plate uh, of food yeah
1: give him some food and show yeah. him good character not necessarily kiss him and stuff uh, there's obviously a certain uh, adab you know that goes with these things and Islam is very uh, precautious when it comes to this, you know, that the proper decorum, the proper interaction, must always occur between a male and a female. Mm. Um, uh, and that is what the Prophet ﷺ had indicated. That is why even for two people to sit alone with is no third party. That uh, you know, that is something which is highly discouraged because it can lead to anything, right? Mm. And uh, let alone, like the question is saying, touching or kissing like that. And I know some people they do it like innocently, you know, or they don't mean anything by it, etc and uh the point is it's not how how you intend it but it's, it's uh, the, uh, first of all what the sharia is okay. saying about it and secondly what it can lead to mm-hmm. initially it may start out innocently it may lead up in some lead up to something else so for this woman yes obviously it is not uh, allowed for her to do these things if it's a strange uh, man so she can show her affection or her compassion to him in in a number of other ways, right? Um, even the Prophet did not uh, really allow people to uh, women, you know, to shake hands with him. For example, uh, this is the level to which the Prophet went, you know, because even just the touch, there, there may be some sense of uh, emotion that goes through you and stuff, whatever it may be, and uh, so that is not encouraged at all. Um, But we don't obviously think bad of the woman, she may be doing it innocently, right? She may be doing it without knowing, she may be doing it. So we advise her, uh, you know, in a beautiful way. That this is not uh, what we should be doing We should be rather you know, Be pretty cautious about these matters Especially if the Dean of Islam is clear on uh, Some of these issues uh, that we had uh, Spoken about
0: Shukran, uh, Sheikh Salam Sheikh, must a person accept a maaf Of somebody in the family over an SMS The person never goes to the poor Siblings
1: Yeah, it is always uh, good to To show pardon and forgiveness No matter how Uh, The circumstances were in the past No matter how difficult uh, the relationship is We should at all times try to forgive and to forget Um, This is encouraged in Islam um, And especially this person If he he is coming forward to give maf, You know, we should accept it and we should give him the benefit of the doubt and inshallah um, try it and, and encourage him in, in a beautiful way that he changes his habits with regards to some other things that he is doing like not visiting the family, etc, etc. Okay, um, And one uh, very, very nice example on this is, and I've mentioned this before, is the example of Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, when he was afflicted uh, with obviously Sayyidina Aisha's accusations. His own daughter was accused, also the, the wife of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Sayyidina Aisha, was accused of committing zina and stuff like that. And it was a very difficult time for the family, especially for Sayyidina Abu Bakr. Because thinking it's his own daughter and mm. he's married to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi it's a big embarrassment and he doesn't know what to think, you know. And... Uh, there was a one family member who he actually had a good relationship with but unfortunately this person also then joined uh, you know the, the the groups of people that were uh, waging these accusations against saydatina Aisha and this person happened to be someone who said Abu Bakr had a lot of compassion for and he used to even help him financially but because of the situation, he cut himself off from this person, and he didn't give him any more the charity that he used to give to him, because obviously his emotions were also high. I mean, how can you do this to me? You know, it's my daughter. How can you also be part of these hypocrites that spread the lies? But eventually, this person also felt sorry, and he had made tawbah. You know, he had actually come come to his senses and realized the wrong that he has done. Mm-hmm. And Allah mentions this in the Quran, actually, to show Sayyidina Abu Bakr that you should forgive him. Even if he did this to you in the past and to your family, try to overlook and try to forgive. Because he made that mistake at that point in his life. And the verse in question is chapter 24, verse 22, where Allah Ta'ala says, lakum, wallahu Uh Allah simply says here to us that, uh, pardon and forgive. Wouldn't you like to be forgiven? I mean, look at that question. Wouldn't you like to be forgiven? What if you were in that boat? Where you did something wrong and you really wanted to have mouth, you know, from the other party, how would you feel if that person rejects you? So, likewise, from Allah Ta'ala, also we want forgiveness. So, we should forgive each other. So, no matter how things were in the past, and we, we must try always to move on and not to go back to the past. You know, and not to reflect too much on the past because it, it opens up new hoons, uh, 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 old hoons rather. It opens up old hoons and it brings those memories back to us. The basis is to move on, give pardon to the person and have good good thoughts of him. Hosn you know, think good of him. Hopefully this is now real. I mean, he will come back. He will now mm. be a better person, etc. And I think that is always the best thing to do, especially if it is a relation of siblings, brothers and sisters. Because Allah Ta'ala had encouraged us that we try to live with each other in the best way, especially with it is family members. We've got certain rights over each other when it comes to members of the same family. So we hope, inshallah, this person will find it in his or her heart to forgive. And that the other party will also realize the seriousness of taking the forgiveness serious and taking the forgiveness also into account of his sibling, how much it must have taken mm-hmm. for that person to forgive him. So he shouldn't go back to his bad habits so we shouldn't um, perpetuate perhaps bad things that he is doing within that family but rather change his life uh, style in order to have a better relationship with, with those around him
0: shukran let's take a short break for now and we continue after this stay with us my radio station your radio station our radio station the voice of the Cape. Welcome back. Assalamualaikum. This is questions and answers. We will be with you right up until Maghrib, inshallah, which is at 1848 to this evening. Uh, so stay with us wherever you are. I hope you are nice and warm and safe and enjoying the weekend off. I'm hawa Solomon on the side, and with me, my guest on questions and answers is Sheikh Ibrahim Wess. Let's continue with the question, Sheikh. Salam to all in studio. I'm staying with my daughter when it's meal time, She dishes my food last or even asks me if I want to eat after. Some of her children has eaten. Very sad mother, 80 80 years old. Please give advice.
1: That's That's the first advice. I Mm -hmm. mean, the first statement that I can make is you know, it's it's sad when you Mm -hmm. hear that a parent of this age. As to go through this kind of humiliation mm. This kind of uh, You know uh, belittling and stuff like mm. that I mean this shouldn't be This shouldn't at all be in our communities Especially if we claim to be people Who love Allah and who love the Prophet This shouldn't be right? So uh, there's no way to state this But to say that it is uh, totally unacceptable You know to have this kind of behavior Towards our mothers No matter what the circumstances is mm. Our mothers are our mothers They are the sabab That we are here After Allah They are the sabab They had gone through So many difficulties for us They had spent so much uh, Tireless nights You know To see that we are okay mm. That had given up Whatever they had For our comfort Etc Etc So it is absolutely wrong What this daughter is doing uh, It's haram It's not only haram It's of the major sins It's of the kabair It is something That will bring The dissatisfaction of Allah Upon you and your family mm. You know It's something that we must try To steer away from Especially at this age i mean they at that age where they are more than ever in need of your love and support Mm -hmm. more and ever more more they are in need of you at least showing to them that you care for them you know Mm -hmm. that's all that they want if you look at people of this age they don't want much from you they don't require a lot of wealth or material things Mm -hmm. you'll find that most likely all that this mother wants is for you to respect her Mm -hmm. and to love her that's all that she wants and that's not too much to ask you know. And uh, just as a reminder to to this person if she is listening, that um the Prophet when he was asked by one of the companions, he asked the Prophet, O Prophet of Allah, which deed will be absolutely the best deed in the sight of Allah that Allah loves the most. Which deed is that? The Prophet said to him, to ala to perform salah in its due time. Right, the way Allah wants. Then the Sahabi insisted, he wanted, now what after that? Please tell me, he wanted in order like that. So mm-hmm. what comes in second preference? And immediately after that, the Prophet ﷺ said, Birrul Walidain, to do good to your parents. Immediately after Salah, to do good to your parents. And we find in many parts of the Quran, this happens. Allah Ta'ala tells you, worship Allah, and immediately after that, do good to your parents, right? Now, there's another uh, hadith also with the Prophet ﷺ, as we all know. Um, he came and he asked the Prophet ﷺ, uh, "O Prophet of Allah, al-nās biḥusnī saḥābati, or biḥusnī suḥbati." as it comes in some versions. And it means basically, who is the person that is most deservant of my companionship? What person deserves most of me to be good to them and to be in their company? And the Prophet ﷺ said, your mother. He asks who after her, says your mother Who after her, your mother And only after the third time he says, your father Which means that Out of the two parents, if you were to choose someone To do more good to, then it would be your mother Even above your father Because your mother has gone through more for you Than what your father has she sacrificed more. She carried you for nine months. Then she had to feed you for two years. Then she had to put up with you until you could walk and talk and, and do all these things. So many things. I mean, you, you can never repay her for anything that she's done for you. In fact, there's a hadith also, which I would like to bring up, where the Prophet also said, la yajzi, wa, la, la yajzi waladun walidan." That never can a child repay back his parents. Right? He can never pay back his parents. No matter what he tries to do, no matter what he gives them, he can never repay them for what they've done for him, bringing him into this world and nurturing him and teaching him and giving them the comfort and the love. So I hope, inshallah, that this person is listening, right? And I hope she will come to a census that you cannot treat your mother of 80 years old in this way. Mm -hmm. You cannot make her feel so small that she's insignificant in your eyes. She eats last... Or you don't even care to ask her whether she's hungry. Or you ask her when everybody else is done, almost Mm -hmm. like it's an afterthought. I mean, that is not what she deserves. And I just want to also say, remember, you are also going to get your turn. Uh Your time is going to come when you are going to be old. Your children are going to grow up. Uh And the statement is quite true that says that what goes around comes around. It's going to come back to you. And uh, if you set a good example now for your children, then hopefully they will follow suit. But if you set this bad example that you are setting to them at the moment, Mm -hmm. remember your chance is coming and we don't hope that we don't wish that for you mm. right? we wish things will change in the future for your children even they won't do the same to you but what we need to tell you is please uh, do, do come to your senses uh, don't allow the shaitan to talk things into your head and to, you know, and don't follow what you see on television or what you think is, is okay and so on we have to follow our own model of, of, of righteousness and that is the Quran and that is our sunnah of the Prophet he has given us the best of examples of, of everything pertaining to our lives so we shouldn't compromise that for anything so we really I really sincerely hope that this uh, uh, woman this daughter will uh, reconsider what she's doing and ask ma for a mother and try her best to at least for, I mean ask yourself the question how long can your mother still live? <sighs> how long is she going to be with you a couple of years you don't even know it maybe a couple of days it may maybe a couple of weeks but then you have the rest of your life to think ya Allah what did I do I didn't even do good to her <sighs> then it's too late so at least if you have the chance now try to make her life as comfortable as possible try to love her care care for her. give give to her whatever you can mm. in order to show to her not only materialists, like i said sometimes they only want your company mm. they just want you to sit there to comfort them to talk to them you know to tell them what happened uh, during the day etc etc so this is inshallah i hope this uh, um, daughter will take heed of this advice and that she will, uh, you know, uh, improve her condition and her relationship with her. Mary, inshallah,
0: Inshallah. inshallah Often they say, and I think this was said in, in in one of our shows that we've done in the past, was that one parent can look after five children, but not even five children can look after one parent. Absolutely. So.
1: Absolutely. They don't have the capacity Ironic. to do it. Yeah. You know.
0: Okay, the next question is Assalamu Alaikum. How important is it to perform the Eid Salah for men after fasting for the whole month? And is there, uh, uh, are there any penalties for not performing the Eid Salah? Yeah,
1: okay, the, the Eid Salah is Sunnah. As we know, okay. it is not an obligatory prayer, it's a voluntary prayer mm-hmm. So if a person happens to miss it Inshallah there's no problem, there's no sin involved, there's no punishment involved But he's missed a sunnah, he's missed a voluntary act that has a lot of merit mm-hmm. Because the Prophet ﷺ had encouraged that on the day of Eid, we try to make Salah to Allah, and of course it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a way of thanksgiving, it's a way of showing our gratitude for uh, Ramadan or for Hajj, if it is for the Hajj, etc. Uh, so it's all connected to those things. Okay, But it's not a fault. so if a person misses it, there's no problem, there's no sin on him. Um, and this is taken from the hadith of the Prophet when a person came to ask him, O Prophet of Allah, uh, tell me wh- what is there to do in Islam. This person came, he was a Bedouin, and he inquired about Islam. Tell me what is there to do about Islam. And the Prophet ﷺ, first thing he said to him was, he said, خمس صلوات في اليوم والليلة. You must only perform five times salah during the day and during the night. Five Salahs altogether for 24 hours. This person was so particular. He asked the Prophet ﷺ, is there anything after that? Please tell me. Is there anything that I must add that is compulsory? Prophet says no. La illa and tatawa. Except that which you add. If you add voluntary praise, it's a reward for you. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do it, no problem. Because you've done the minimal. This person then I just want to complete this version because it's quite nice to hear this discussion between him and the Prophet. Uh he then asked the Prophet, What about fasting? I hear there's something like fasting. What must I fast? Nabi says, Well you must fast the month of Ramadan. That's what you must fast. He then asked the Prophet, Is there anything besides this? Any other days? And he says, no, only those days. If you've done the minimal, that is sufficient. And then the Prophet is asked, What else is there? He says, zakah. And the Prophet explains to him what is the minimal of zakah. Right? And then at the end of all of this, it's quite interesting. He says to the Prophet wasallam, Wallahi la azidu ala hadha wala anqus. I will do exactly this, what you told me. I won't do more and I won't do less. I will do the absolute minimal. But I will be diligent in doing this minimal. And I won't add and I won't subtract. And then the Prophet ﷺ was happy with this because remember just to do the minimal that's a commitment.
0: Except, yeah.
1: Your salah, your zakah, your fasting, that's a commitment already for a great commitment. So the Prophet ﷺ said at the end of this, Aflaha in sadaq, that certainly if he is truthful in what he's saying, committing himself to these minimal things, then he will definitely be successful. Mm-hmm. And what the scholars say here is what it means is if you do the minimal diligently it will obviously encourage you to do more good. Oh, yeah. It will encourage you to do the voluntary also. Yeah. Like a person who makes his five salah, if he, if he feels the sweetness of that salah, he feels how close he is to Allah, he doesn't see himself only confining himself to those five. He then wants to do tahajjud, he wants to do sunnahs, etc., etc. So just coming back to the original question, how is this linked to the hadith? Mm. The hadith says that only five salahs. That is what is for. So the Eid, Salah, is obviously not hard, so we shouldn't, uh, you know, no punishment. Please, the person will ask asks, is there any penalty or punishment? There's no punishment, there's no penalty for somebody who doesn't do Eid. But we encourage them, next Eid, try to go, try to be part of this uh, movement of mm-hmm. showing gratitude To our creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
0: Just shows that the Bedouin, an ignorant individual, was afraid of Allah's punishment. Absolutely. absolutely. We should be as well. All right. uh, the the next one is Salam, just want to know the children's father is not living in Cape Town and he's not giving them one cent. What can I do? Because he do not want to pay. He is remarried there uh, and there's now children
1: yeah he uh, the first point is uh, to get uh, to speak to him and to, to remind him about his duties, and uh, it's, a, it's a great responsibility. even if you are divorced, your children remain your responsibility, and you will be accountable for, for them on the day of judgment. Allah will ask you, why didn't you look after them, um, even though you got married to another woman, etc., and you got divorced, they still remain your children, mm-hmm. and because even if he dies, they will inherit from him. If they die, he will inherit from them. So there's still that relationship of father and son and father and daughter. That never stops. Mm-hmm. So he needs to be reminded. And sometimes, unfortunately, in our setup uh, in uh, where we live and uh, our communities, sometimes that reminders is not enough. You know, people take it for granted. Ah, you know, so what? You're telling me this so uh, you don't have to force me or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And unfortunately, the next advice that I give is, well, if he doesn't want to take the advice, then maybe you must take legal steps then. Mm-hmm. Because maybe that is the only way sometimes to make a person realize what he's doing is wrong. And I do believe in our court system, even though our marriages are not fully recognized yet, there is provision made for our couples that are married according to Islamic law. Hmm. They can go to the court. The woman can go to the court and she can actually ask for maintenance for her children. Okay, There is an avenue that is open like that. And so she should consult a, a legal uh, expert on this. Uh, and this is done, obviously, as a second step after we've tried to convince him, you know. This is not, obviously, we don't want to just run to the courts. Mm. We want to settle and tell him, look, this is your duty, man. Mm. Don't, don't forsake your God-given duty. Mm. right? Like all your other duties, this is a duty that you cannot neglect. So if he doesn't want to, then I think the next step should be to consider uh, doing something legal about it, uh, if that is going to be the only way to bring him back to fulfill his duty towards his children
0: Shukran, sheikh. the next question is assalamu alaikum, if the divorce is done with the now present must the divorce be finalized by the mjc yeah
1: not necessarily uh, the divorce is is normally done by the husband and uh, if the necessary conditions are, are to be found uh, and obviously the husband must be fully aware of what he is doing. He must understand what he is doing. Um, he must be obviously in a state where he is not forced or coerced in any way. And if he does that, the divorce is, is, is valid. It doesn't have to get a approval of someone else because the divorce is in the hands of the husband. Okay, uh, it o- It is obviously always advisable to have a sharia expert with or an imam with simply because sometimes divorce is given but people don't understand the implications of it. They don't really know. Uh, what it's going to lead to Or they don't know about the idda, how that works Or they don't know about uh, not divorcing a woman when she is in menstruation, for example something which which must not be done so people don't know all these details so it's always always advisable that a a a a husband if he wants to divorce his wife and they've come to some kind of a point where they know there's no way of settling or no way of compromising or no way of coming to a solution and divorce is the only way out although we can do it by himself it is always um, advisable that they have someone present that can guide them along in the process Okay, But let's say they did it without that The divorce will still be valid They don't necessarily need to have a maulana or uh, someone else They don't need to have uh, uh, to go to another body to finalize the divorce mm. That comes from the husband He can give it uh, But I, I do believe and I do feel strongly about this That a maulana or a sheikh or imam should be present To at least give guidance as to the procedure And what is going to be a, a consequence of what is to take place?
0: Assalamu alaykum. I am divorced. I have a court order saying, stating when my kid's dad can see them. He, however, has not been adhering to it and only sees the children on the odd occasion. It's been like this since January this year. What can I do in this regard as he took me to court for this court order for wanting to see the children? Also, when the children is with him, he leaves them with his mother and brother. He has remarried. He also does not Pay any maintenance ever since we've been Divorced I have applied for maintenance And it's still in the process Yes. Yeah, oh.
1: Inshallah I hope that the process Will go quick and that yeah. things will come through For you because the same as the previous question mm. The responsibility of the father It never ceases he should be able to see That this is his duty And uh, in this case it seems If, if it's correct what she's saying That uh, he went to the court in order to see his children. But how ironic now that he gets that, he doesn't apply it or he doesn't want it. So obviously maybe at the time that he did it was to spite her or just to make things difficult for her. Mm. And this is unfortunately, you know, people, I I don't know, I think people when they get divorced, they think they must be the the nastiest that they can towards their spouses. Mm. They shouldn't live in good terms, you know. You must do something to spite them or do something to make life difficult for them. This is exactly contrary to what it should be. Okay. When the Imam recites the, the 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 words in the masjid of Nikah, part of what he says is he says, bi uh, ihsan. What that means is you must stay together in goodness and in righteousness. And if there is parting and if there is separation, that must also be with ihsan, with goodness. Part in good terms, you know, don't part in the worst of terms. Mm-hmm. So it may have been that this is the case, and unfortunately now he's neglecting his duty. So obviously somebody needs to remind him about it, uh, uh, some imam, sheikh, somebody close to him. Always somebody that he's made more authoritative over him mm-hmm. as a person. Maybe some of his family members. To tell him, look brother, what you are doing is totally wrong. You are going to be questioned on the day of judgment. Allah is looking at what you are doing. Please try to uh, change your lifestyle. These little children deserve your love. And this is what I find the most difficult. The children are always the ones that suffer. Hmm. Right, it's not the, the, the adults. The adults do their thing. They have a fighting they have the disputes So they divorce or whatever the case may be the victims are the children hmm. Okay, they are the ones that suffer. I mean in this case if this father is not giving sufficient time to his children How does he think his children are going to grow up? They're going to grow up with some kind of complex in their minds They're going to think that they are inferior to others. They are going to think that they are not loved or they are not wanted Especially if he's not giving time for them Just dropping them off here, mm. dropping them off there It's
0: got nothing to do with the mother in fact it's the children Yeah, it's, uh, oh, absolutely
1: oh. The mother is still able to handle it You know, mm. because she understands She obviously know life and she's gone through life But these poor kids, what have mm. they got to do with it? Right? And if he's going to carry on like this He can prepare himself for children that will grow up With abnormal circumstances They will mm. have abnormal behaviors They will have abnormal patterns in school you can expect all of these things because mm. we see it we see it happen all the time that you can easily pick out a child in a class that is not concentrating that is not doing his work or that mm. is not really paying attention or that is not really interested you just do a little bit of research and you see what kind of home the child comes from mm. Many times it's a home that was broken It was a father that wasn't around Or there was abuse that the child saw Or there was some kind of problem that the child experienced mm-hmm. So this is very bad Where we take our problems and affect our children with it also So this is what I want to say uh, To this father Please do not neglect these duties of yours Please see that you carry out your amana, Which Allah has given you You will be questioned about it, no one else And uh, please uh, you know, carry it out As diligently as you can If not for your own sake but for the t- sake of your children, at mm. least, so that you can secure for them uh, uh, a, a a normal upbringing, which they obviously deserve.
0: Shukran, Shaykh. Alaikum, I'd like to know how I can solve this problem. I have. Um, I never get to see my grandchildren. Her mother sees the children every day. Where sometimes I try to speak to her, but I still don't see my grandchildren, shih.
1: Yeah, it's very similar to many of the questions that we've dealt with today. The issue of family relations mm-hmm. and keeping children away from families. And uh, this is something that ought not to be. A child needs uh, all that kind of support and all that kind of love of the parents, the grandparents. We should not deprive the child from those kinds of relationships. Because it is, in fact, those relationships that will help the child grow up uh, in, a, in a positive way. Okay, so yeah, it's 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 difficult uh, when we see that children are keeping their children away from their mothers, for example, Mm. away from the grandparents. And yes, there may be. I mean, I am not saying that the grandmother is not at fault, maybe, or because we don't know the details here. Mm. There may be like really strong reasons why she doesn't want the children to go to the grandmother. Mm. Okay, Uh, but be that as it may, what we should be considering is that child growing up without having connection with family members, how that will impact on the child. So it's very similar to what I've just said now with regards to the children without the father. Um, so we should speak to the, the, the daughter here yeah, and find out why she's keeping the children away from her mother. Uh, what is the issue? Is it really something justifiable? You know, or is it maybe just a small thing that you disagree with? Hmm. You know, I think sometimes daughters, they are oversensitive also about their mothers and what the mothers say to the children. and Because our mothers, for example, they they, they, they reared us in a certain way. Hmm. The way we reared uh, our children may be different. Hmm. Now, I think sometimes we as children, we are oversensitive. Because hmm. now all of a sudden, you know, you don't know because we're living in a different time. You don't have the right to say and I know better, etc., etc. And that may lead to huge problems where it is all totally unnecessary. Hmm. We must try to understand that when they are saying things... Uh, the grandparents, they are obviously only saying those things because they care about the children. Mm. And yes, they may be wrong. They may not do it in the proper way. They may not do it in the most suitable way that you would have done it. Mm. But at least what you should be seeing is good intention. They don't mean bad. They mean good. So at least see that for what it is. Mm. right? And I think we shouldn't be oversensitive, especially with our parents. And after all, a good way of looking at it is, we are okay today, aren't we? So who reared us? You know? Mm. So if they were able to hear us, why can't they have a say or why can't they at least give us some advice as far as our children is concerned? So what I'm saying is this may be the situation. So the child can't go to the grandmother because the grandmother is doing certain things that I'm unhappy with. Mm-hmm. Try to sort out that. Try to sort out those uh, difficulties, those obstacles or those misunderstandings. But don't deprive the child from those very important relationships that the child needs to have uh, in their life.
0: Shukran Sheikh. Uh, As alaykum. If using any of the 99 names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how do you recite it? Do you say Ya Rahman or Ya Ar Rahman? Shukran. Yeah,
1: you, 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 the first one would be the correct one Ya Rahman without the Al. Because the al is obviously a particle that stands by itself; it's not connected with ya. So, any of the names, you don't put the al in front of it. So, you will say ya Maliku, ya Fattahu, ya Alimu, ya Qadiru, without the al. Okay, that would be the correct way of pronouncing the names of Allah Taala connected with with ya.
0: Shukran. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Please explain the difference between halal and halal friendly.
1: Yeah, As I understand it, uh, halalhood means that the entire premises, everything that is on the premises is absolutely 100% halal. And there is uh, nothing that taint that status of it being halal. And the modern term halal friendly, it's a, it's a fairly new term that has come about. And that is where the food is possibly halal or is halal, but there may be uh, some other aspects on the premises or close by which is not halal. Okay, so let's say uh, a, a restaurant that sells only halal food, the food is 100% halal, the meat is halal, The people that make it is fine, you know, they're not adding anything, etc. So you're quite comfortable with that. But at the same time, the place may be selling alcohol. Okay, I, I do believe, if I get if I have the correct understanding, this is what they now would ter- term halal friendly. Hmm. Okay, so you have halal food, but there may be some other elements that are not uh, on par. Hmm. Uh, and obviously for us, we need to be careful. I mean, halal friendly, uh, yes, uh, in dire circumstances, if you're in a place somewhere where there's nothing to eat ex- except at a restaurant where there's only halal food and they're serving alcohol and stuff like that, then fine. We can do that. But in our setup, alhamdulillah, we don't have that. We have places that is 100% halal that we can go to, restaurants, takeaways, all of that. And so we, we shouldn't try to, 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 to over-justify the usage of this halal-friendly thing and rather just stick to what is halal and what you are clear about and where there's no doubt and where there's no uh, issues that is going to cause uh, discomfort to you hmm. while you are at that particular place. Uh, I think that is what uh, halal-friendly means and how it is used uh, in, this, in this day and age.
0: Shukran, Unfortunately, we have to leave it there We do just have a minute or so um, left for um, the show But uh, in essence, we need to then prepare for our Maghrib uh, Adhan, which takes place at 1848 tonight Jazakallah khair, Sheikh, Salamat, travel, all the best And once again, we really appreciate the advice And the lengthy answer in detail For that matter um, explaining the question um, and giving the other appropriate answer So um, shukran to that and may the Almighty always uh, continue uh, Sheikh to um, give us the sort of advice And a better knowledge and may Sheikh also um, have the um, necessary strength to continue this In this path as well inshallah
1: Amen inshallah Jazakumullah khair for those beautiful duas May Allah grant you equally and all our listeners out there May Allah ta'ala grant us always to, to tread on the right path and to do the right thing mm. and to follow that which will be beneficial to us in both this world and in the year after and until we meet again inshallah wassalamu alaykum, wa rahmatullahi wa and
0: to the listeners shukran for staying tuned and once again for your patience and sabr during the time where, where you've sent uh, your question it might have been answered weeks later but it will be answered so please continue sending those sms's if you'd like a detailed answer from Sheikh ibrahim was on 47913 be safe wherever you are buckle up and enjoy the rest of your weekend Wassalam. Assalamu warahmatullahi wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and a very good day to you.